All right, we're live. All right, welcome back to Talk with Army. We are in the middle of doing Army Anonymous. It was so quiet. I know. I'm sorry. If any of you are hearing that in the background, there's um, people cleaning in my house right now. So um, if you hear any vacuuming, pretend you don't. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try to remove as much of it as I can, but I obviously cannot remove it while I'm talking. So sorry about that in advance. Again, army phobic. This is the second day in a row. I don't know what's going on. Mess. Um, but actually, before we jump in to um, continuing Army Anonymous, there's something that we forgot to say at the beginning of last Army Anonymous, and that is, please keep in mind that Army Anonymous is specifically for questions and concerns regarding, you know, BTS and Army and all things fandom. Daisy and I are not therapists. We, it would be incredibly irresponsible on our part to try and give um, advice in regards to whatever your daily living situation is. So please refrain from sending these types of submissions. I, I understand that, you know, sometimes you just need an outlet. However, we are just not equipped to help with those things. So if you could just for future reference, please keep all submissions um, related to BTS and ARMY. It'd be greatly appreciated. Yes, um, it's like, I, like at the same time, while I understand that the people who write those submissions are going through something because, you know, sometimes we'll get those types of submissions every once in a while, please remember that even though we are psychology majors, that really does not mean anything on a professional level. So please keep that in mind. We're not therapists, we're not psychiatrists, we cannot diagnose anything, and we cannot solve any other types of issues that are going on in your life. That's just, that would be ir incredibly irresponsible of us to do. So just keep that in mind. Um, but anyway, I think we've said all we could say. So we're going to move on to actually answering the submissions. Now, the last time um, from the last part, we had left the general section and we had moved on to the shipping section. Um, and so this first submission says, uh, being an army for so long, I'm usually always ignoring hate tweets from aunties and just laugh it off since they don't make sense at all. Unless it's real life issues thrown at armies and BTS, I silently giggle with their nonsense. But when me and my sister were introduced to a family friend a couple weeks ago, I had no idea how crazy it sounds to hear it straight from a person's mouth. We mentioned how we were BTS fans, and they said her friend is one too, and went to the PTS, uh, the PTD concert in LA as well. At first, I had a bright smile to know another army, but it went downhill when they asked us who our biases were. I just mentioned Jungkook while my sister said Tay. Then she proceeded to ask us, Oh, did you know they're dating? Are you okay with that? So you guys are take cookers. It's on YouTube. You don't know. It's real. I was appalled. Seriously, one of the worst conversations I've had my whole life. I told them those videos aren't real, but they never listened. I was honestly sh uh, so shocked to hear in real life that people would believe and say take cook is a thing out in the open. 
I have no idea how damaging and crazy those analysis videos of BTS being in relationships with each other are. Once again, stop analyzing BTS's relationship with each other. And this is from the USA. We've been telling y'all these We've people are crazy. We've been telling you. This is why we have been so open specifically about um, Taekook lives, Taekook lives. What, which, however, which one it's pronounced. Um, because they frame those videos as reality. And when mm -hmm. people call them out on it. They're like, oh, you know, it's all fun. Like, no one would take this seriously. Yes, people are taking it seriously. I'm with and your she, entire subscriber base. And she is 100% aware of it. She right. knows. Um, and, you know, this this isn't obviously just for Taekook. It could be any ship in BTS. Like, those videos that are analyzing every minuscule movement they do... Um, every frame in a video to somehow psychoanalyze their behavior to prove that they're in a relationship. It, it is insane, but it is also something that people are consuming and taking as fact. Right. And, you know, as we've talked about before, it is perfectly fine to make, you know, shipping theories on fictional characters, fictional characters who you know, uh, who you know's personality, character, are malleable, and anything that's not said in official content can be imagined to your liking. That's why shipping is so popular with anime, with other types of TV shows and movies, etc., etc., book characters. But when it comes to real-life human beings, it is incredibly invasive to do that, and we've talked about it in our shipping episode. It is just not the right thing to do. And, you know, the way that all these shippers, not just take hookers or jeep hookers, but every type of delusional shipper, the way that they spend hours upon hours just analyzing content to see snippets of what could be a relationship is just so weird to me. And then the way they pedal back as to, like, you see in the comments, like, oh, you know, I'm sad that they can't ever admit that they're dating because Korea is so conservative. Meanwhile, you're subscribed to a YouTube channel whose sole purpose is to try and out them on some sort of secret relationship. Like, you are not the ally that you think you are by trying to ship BTS members, okay? Not just BTS members, but any K-pop idol, any type of real person, like movie stars or anything like that. So the way that people act like they're, they're some sort of uh, a savior or they're the only ones who believe in so-and-so ship. Like, you guys are weird. And for actually believing those YouTube videos when they can so very easily be debunked, I feel like, honestly, it's, it's, it's loser behavior to be a delusional shipper. Yeah, I'm really sorry that OP, uh, I always say OP, like, as in this is, like, a <laughs> post. Um, you know what I mean. Um, the person, it's just so much quicker than saying the person that sent in the submission. Like, I just say <laughs> extra words. Um, but to this submitter, there we go. Got it. Um, submitter, I'm just sad that um, they had not experienced this in real life. I know, it must be terrible, because I haven't yet met, like, a real, right. like, like an offline, like, delusional shipper on that level. I've never met anybody like that, Because so. on Twitter, it's like, oh, they're just, uh, they're just pixels. I close my phone, and they're gone. I block. I never have to interact with them again. But, like, when it's in real life, you're in a situation. You're having a conversation with someone. You can't just say, oh, you're a freak, and block them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, because, you know, the way that I was talking about my stories about, like, having to be, like, that the way that I used to be friends with people who turned out to be BTS aunties at the end, like, they were not just pixels on a screen for me, you know, I could block them on whatever social media side I wanted to, I would still see them at university. So it's not that simple with people who you know offline. And the fact that this person, they they said that they were a family friend, weren't they? Oh God, that means they're probably going to run into this person. Every family reunion, every wedding, every birthday, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, whatever. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for you. Every whatever holiday you celebrate. I know, whatever you celebrate, you're probably going to see that person or at least that person's parents. And, like, you know you know when, like, you meet somebody who's, like, similar age to you and your parents are, like, trying to make y'all friends so bad and it's like, I hope, I hope your parents just know that that person is delusional and they try not to push the friendship, so I'm rooting for you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, um... They're maybe just a little bit younger, and then they'll, like, grow up in, like, two years and be like, what was I thinking? Or if they're older, um... I don't know. (laughs) May they see the error of their ways. Okay. (laughs) That concludes that category, so, um, pretty sweet and short. So now we're Mm. moving into internal fandom issues category. Yes, yes, yes. So this first submitter says... Uh, just needed a little rant. Can we discuss how some armies on Twitter are harassing accounts who put out correct information or bring attention to disrespect to BTS? Their excuse is aunties will drag BTS or the media will blow this up. If they are not saying anything wrong, why harass the messenger? And this is from the UK. Yeah, in some instances, some people really actually do need to like clarify things or inform other people. And somehow those people still get dragged for doing so. And it's, like, become really weird. I don't know. Especially, like, this past, like, week or so. You know, there is, like, a faction of the fandom that has just become so incredibly oversensitive that, like, they are just jumping to, like, the largest conclusions over, like, information that was, like, originally harmless. Uh, Yeah, I remember uh, literally just yesterday, um, Daisy was tweeting, like, information about that weird, uh quote-unquote collab that dj swivel is doing and she was basically summarizing it and people in the replies were like um why are you encouraging people to partake in this i literally i i literally never said that i just told you i said this is what i have gathered from the stuff i read about this thing and they were like um actually like this part is like incredibly misleading because you're treating it as fact i'm like the only facts that i mentioned is that i read it and that is what i gathered from the post and i was like look i will put a clarification under my thing to say apparently or allegedly um although to be honest i feel like a lot of people on twitter are really undermining people's intelligence that they can't read between the lines i'm sorry but I still added it anyway. I said, look, I cannot confirm or deny that this is a legit thing. Because even though, you know, there are a lot of questions that I do have, again, I don't have the authority to say this isn't a legitimate project. So when people are asking me, why am I encouraging? It's like, okay, well, why are you discouraging? You don't know what kind of product it is. And yes, we have to wait for more information. That's what I said at the end of my thread originally, at like the time that I had posted it the first time I said, because we don't know all the information yet, I would wait before sending anything because people are rightfully wary because of the fact that we've been burned before. And that's what I said at my thread. 
And then somehow people were still saying that I was encouraging people to partake. I'm like, I can't encourage nor discourage. And that's why I'm just telling people to look for more information because I don't know what kind of project this is. I don't know if it's legit. I don't know if Bacon is going to post about it. You can't come at me for just reiterating what I found about this project. But it was just weird. And like the way it's, that it's like, like there can't like, be any middle ground. Like, you can't just say, oh, we don't know enough about this. Let's just do nothing. Let's just wait for more information. It's no, you either have to completely agree and go with this project, or you have to completely, you know, harass and, you know, get this project, you know, shut down when you don't even know what it is. No one knows what it is. No one knows what's happening, which is why I kind of just ignored it. I'm just like, okay um interesting we'll see where that goes um and then i moved on right because you know when it comes to projects like this at the end of the day like i can see how the intentions of it may be good maybe to show people just how impactful that bts can be with their music that's fine um how they're going to use it obviously i would want to make sure that people are not having like their most vulnerable moments being misused in some way shape or form they want to make sure that the narrative that they're going to be using like this like these stories for is good and on top of that like one of my questions about like the projects um was that like like i was just wondering as to like why he needed to post about it if he if it's if it's like if nothing's confirmed like right you wait till right it's actually a thing Right, that was my question, because it's like, you were talking, because he was talking about how he wanted to do this thing, and he's like, I can't give you any information yet, but just know that, like, Big Hit is aware that the project is going on, we're coordinating schedules, and I was like, okay, but, like, I would have rather had him say something, like, after the schedule has been coordinated, and after he's gotten, like, you know, full okay as to, like, when, like, the timeline of this project and whatever, and also, like... You know the fact that he could have given us more information so i'm like i would have waited bef- like until the point where you could give us that information before saying anything about it because then saying that you're going to do something and then people are like oh what's it about and you're like oh i can't tell you yet that's a bit that's a bit useless isn't it right exactly uh, so yeah people have just been i don't know it's really weird that people have just been adding so much context into tweets that was never there and then they get themselves mad at something they created in their head and the other person can't even defend themselves because whatever evidence um is present you know the other person has created it and there's you don't even understand what they're talking about so you can't defend yourself Right. And then obviously when people do try and clarify or apologize or anything, then people are like, oh, I'm not reading that. And it's like, so what do you want them to do? Like, what do you want them to do, honestly? If, like, you don't want them to clarify their tweets, if you don't want them to apologize for anything, then what do you want them to do? You just want to stay mad at this person. And that is just really an unhealthy way to live. I'm sorry. Like, you can't just, like, anyone who just says that, like... And, like, whoever, like, will tell somebody to, like, clarify something or apologize and then still say that they're not reading that, that's so, like, that's so weird to me. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Uh, next submission. This person says, TikTok army slash multis gatekeeping BTS trending songs slash songs and even filters from the USA. 
How timely? No, no way. <laughs> you literally next week's episode. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Literally next week's episode that is coming out on Friday is about gatekeeping on TikTok. <laughs> I know, because we've been frustrated with the trend, too, and it's just, like, so annoying to see people try and think that they have the authority to tell people what they can and cannot do with BTS's music, and we, we go into it a lot, so I, we won't say any of our points here, because you're going to hear them next week, so stay tuned for that. Okay, so the next submission says, the invalidation and dismissal of African and Caribbean fans in fandom events, and this is from Nigeria. I feel like when this person is talking about that, they're probably talking more in the context of, like, the discussion around, like, for example, when we were talking about um, where the concert was going to be viewed, like, in cinemas and stuff. Mm. And so, like, there was, like, the whole conversation as to, like, oh, you know, how come, you know, African countries aren't on this list yet? And so, like, there was, like, a lot of discussion around that. And, um, you know, people just trying to pretend, like, you know, African or Caribbean armies don't have a right to join the conversation, even though I feel like they definitely do. Um, obviously, like, I don't know, like, the whole logistics behind, like, how do you get, you know, a cinema to view something like that? But then I think that at the end, the general consensus was you need to contact your cinema and figure out whether or not they have contacted the distributors of the film. And then I think that was how, uh, I know some African countries, after like armies have reached out to their cinemas, some African countries did end up going to the distributor and then the cinema was going to be viewed in like those respective countries. I think that was what happened. But like some people just like really did not want like them to join the conversation. And it's like really, it's really weird because like, it's just like so excluded, like, like it's excluding them from the conversation and they already feel like, really left out as is because you know not just for like k-pop groups but like really any artist it's like not that often that like they'll do like a tour around african countries unless it's like maybe nigeria ghana or south africa but like even then like there are still some people who don't even do those countries and so um you know if they're frustrated i feel like they're allowed to vent that frustration on the timeline as long as it is in a non-harmful way but then people acting like they don't have a right to be mad. It's like, if BTS never came to your country and, like, they're going to everybody else's, like, I think that they definitely are allowed to have discussions as to, like, why that's happening and how they can figure something out. Right. Um, I definitely think it is a valid question that people had. And I... And it's... I, I hope that... Um, just in the future, African armies can receive um, more than what they're given because it seems, I don't know if it's on big hit side or if it's venues and whatnot over there right. that are interested in doing it. Like, we don't know um, because things, planning events and stuff is a two-way street. So hopefully just in the future, um, they get to experience more things that everyone else is experiencing. Exactly. So the next submission, they say, the discourse of concert experience slash behavior and comparing it with other countries making one concert stop feel bad for not acting quote unquote appropriately. And this is from the USA. Oh, we get this yeah. like every year. Oh, every year. It's like you were not at that concert. You, I don't know. 
there is multiple clips that will be filmed at the same concert, all different, um, you know, sound levels. And there are always people that take this narrative that, oh, see, all these armies don't know any songs prior to 2019 or no one sung along to so-and-so. And it's like, that is never true. BTS have never performed for a silent crowd. Like, I don't know w why armies believe these rumors so extensively, but it needs to stop. Especially on TikTok, because that's where I always see those videos blow up where it's like, oh my gosh, nobody was singing, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut up, you were not there. I was there when people were accusing uh, armies of not singing along to I Need You during like the first day um, in LA. And people were like, oh my gosh, like armies were completely silent. But like, I was literally there. I was in the crowd. I heard people singing the full lyrics when like Yoongi held out his microphone to the crowd. And people were acting like they didn't sing. And then somebody brought up some evidence where it was like, they said it was silent in their section, but then like you would see other videos of like that same day and people were literally like singing the lyrics word for word, you could hear it. And on top of that, people forget that we're in a pandemic. So obviously everybody's wearing masks. So the sound is not going to travel as far. It's not going to be as much as it was compared to before when we weren't wearing masks and we could project the sound further and further so when people complain that oh it's not loud enough it's like well you're not taking into account the circumstances if the masks were off best believe that you'd be hearing the fan chants a lot louder but because we're all wearing masks it's pretty hard to hear them so a lot of times the fan chants would be muffled even though i would hear them and you know when it comes to like phones and stuff you know sometimes like they have different ways of picking up sound and you know tuning out background noise and so that could also be a possibility so I was getting like frustrated when not only were people saying that, people who weren't even at the concert, but then aunties picked up on that and so now suddenly that's their go-to drag. Suddenly it's, oh, are you're talking about blah, 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 but like armies don't even know any songs like before 2019, blah, blah, blah. So it's like now thanks to y'all and your stupid hot takes, you've got aunties who are dragging us for stuff that isn't even true. So yeah, I am going to be mad about that. Exactly. Um, I'm also... Um, thinking about how people have now started to project their own feelings onto BTS. And if armies are saying that, you know, so-and-so concert wasn't enjoyable because, um, maybe because the crowd was this or whatnot, then that means BTS didn't have fun at that concert. Um, and right. it, it, it's getting ridiculous like that tweet that got ratioed like two days ago cause... oh yeah it was part of that ratio because <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about how oh you know um bts were like so disappointed with la or whatnot like it made no yeah. sense like it was the weirdest tweet implying that like bts were not like happy to perform in la and were more happy about performing in vegas which doesn't make any sense because they haven't even performed in vegas yet <laughs> i know we haven't even gotten to that step yet and they're already like projecting and it's like what is wrong with you and like that type of stuff is so annoying to me the way that like people are like bashing other countries for quote unquote how supportive they were in the audience people projecting 
what they you know feel about the concert onto bts like it is just so annoying to see and then also the way that people continuously bring back that video of j armies where like jimin is in the crowd and then he goes near the j armies and they're not like grabbing at him or anything they're like respectfully keeping their distance and then they're like see this is why j armies deserve the most and this is why we don't get anything and it's like can you stop with all this self-depreciation like, I get so sick of people bringing up that clip to prove this is why, like, armies from, like, literally every other country in the world don't deserve, like, that type of, like, fan-artist interaction. And I hate that because, you know, yes, while at the same time we can agree that sometimes people are a bit too handsy, I don't think that that is the way to go to make people feel bad or ashamed of the way that they're excited about concerts. And it's just, like, incredibly, like... Like, it's just a way to put down other people for no reason at all. And then in the same breath, they'll go and disrespect J-Armies for that clip of them during outro two, where people claimed that they were silent the whole time, even though it was like a 10 second clip. And you would see clips from that same day and they were shouting the fan chants. So it's like, they clearly were supportive of the rap line, but there are two completely different narratives going on about J-Armies where you have that one clip where they're interacting with Jimin where people are like, J-Armies are so respectful and that's why they deserve everything in the world and we don't and then that clip of them quote unquote being silent during outro tier and people spreading rumors that j armies are rap line aunties so it's like can you make up your mind do you like j armies or do you not right it's really starting to get out of hand um and i don't know I mean, it's been out of hand for a while, but I don't know if it's just because we haven't had concerts for a while or whatnot, but I... We I need an we, album. We, you know what? We do need an album. Um, Army Twitter has just been, like, annoying the past few weeks. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it gives me a headache, but it's okay. I have other things that I'm doing, and obviously it's not everybody on Army Twitter. It's just sometimes I see some stuff, and it just, like, gives me a headache so fast that I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and then I log off for the day and I go and do something else. This is why it's very important to have interests that are not revolving around ARMY Twitter. Because then, if you're tired of ARMY Twitter, you can just take a couple of days break and then you can go and do something else. Like me. Like, when I'm not doing Twitter or whatever, I'm busy playing like Pokemon or something. Like, I'm not involved in whatever is going on in the timeline. Y'all need to find hobbies. That's what you need to do. Right. Um... Okay, next submission. I think some armies need to understand the army really is a diverse fandom, like we often say. We must take into consideration that because of our different cultures, we might behave in a different way, and that's okay. For example, some armies might find a joke funny, while armies from a different country might find the same joke offensive. Thus, we shouldn't dictate or judge how armies from another country or speaking another language behave unless it's disrespectful. Also, calling out armies from an entire country for something problematic that just one army from the same country did or said is unfair because not every army from that country thinks that way. I noticed that when an English-speaking army, North America, the UK, does or say something problematic, no one calls their country out. This should be applied for every other country as well, from Belgium. This is facts, though. Like, this is, like, seriously facts because... When it comes to, like, certain things, like, I feel like there's definitely a lot more of, like, a, like, English-speaking, or at the very least Western, like, ethnocentric take on certain things, 
that really just grinds my gears because like some people just really do not take other cultures into consideration even though those cultures always take you know western countries culture into consideration and so i feel like sometimes it can be like incredibly like demeaning and disrespectful for like if one army from like a certain country says something or does something that's like not cool then suddenly like that entire country is the problem and that's not the way that we need to be doing things and then at the same time like when it comes to certain jokes or just like certain like cultural differences like we really need to work to understand each other more especially given how diverse our fandom is obviously we're gonna have times where we may not like like have like the same like opinion on certain things and as long as it's not problematic or anything i think that it's totally fine but like it's something that we do need to work on a little bit more right um and i think we talked about that um a few times before too so i think that sums everything next submission says question one i don't have tiktok so i don't know how bad the gatekeeping on there really is is it as bad as twitter makes it seems or do they pick out the worst and make it seem like it's all like that I think it would be interesting if you did an episode on gatekeeping in general. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Especially the reason and psychology behind it. Smiley face. And question two. This has been annoying for years now, but it's about those weird spam, com spam comments on YouTube that, for example, go like, quote, fact, Jimin is not a human but an angel, end quote, etc. That gets spammed hundreds of times under MVs and get a ton of likes. Are those all bots? If yes, why? Who sends them? And why do some real armies copy and post them too? They make me cringe so bad that I haven't looked at an MV comment section willingly in forever. I wish there were more comments with substance. From Germany. Yeah, in response to question two, I definitely feel like the comment sections on BTS music videos could be so much better because they were at a point in time when I first became an ARMY. I feel like the comment section, you know, had a lot more going for it. I know that there was still the occasional, oh, let's get this music video to so-and-so views. And um, I still don't even feel like we need to be posting those comments anyway. It's not like I can stop them, but it's just like, I feel like we could be focusing on like better things in terms of the music video. Cause it's like, everybody knows the comeback goals. Like everybody's like already going to be viewing the music video anyway. I don't think we need to be posting any quote unquote motivation in the comments, especially because like, it's about the music video, you know? Like it's not really about the views, you know, when we're commenting in that section. So I really wish that like, when it comes to that kind of thing that like, People just talk about the music video, what it meant to them, if there are any theories that are going on, any observations, or just like how good it is. Like, there are so many ways that, you know, we can, you know, share interesting stories about the music video. And I like to read those. And I'm sure right. that like anyone who's like getting into BTS for the first time would like to read those as well. So um, I feel like we could definitely have a common section clean up. Yeah, I, it's been a few years, uh, like, this person said and music video uh comments just aren't you know as gauging as they used to be uh, a few years back now it's all about streaming goals which is i mean obviously it makes sense to like talk about that in the youtube comments but when the comments are just overridden with it, it mm. it's like why why bother engaging it's i don't I don't even know what the community for armies is like on YouTube because it seems like there there's no 
discussion. There's no actual community that's taking place. Right. And so I just really hope that um, when it comes to that, I just really just hope that like in the future, it just gets a little bit better. Um, and yeah, like honestly, and like those spam comments that um, the submitter was talking about, like those ones are kind of annoying as well. Like it's one time, it, it's fine if it's like just one time or like a couple of times, but like when like you look in the comments and that's all it is, that's really annoying. So I hope that people refrain from doing that for next time. Like that's all I'm saying, honestly. So yeah, that takes care of that submission. So the next one. They say, hi, I love listening to your podcast and have learned so much as well. Thank you very much for saying so. Um, this is a bit of a rant, but I've noticed some armies taking Hype's business documents and then presenting them as if they're discrediting BTS. From a business perspective, it makes sense for Hype to show investors that all their artists are successful and profitable, but some people are taking it as if Hype doesn't care about the boys. I'm just very confused by these people who seem to have some bias against Hive, but don't realize how weird it is to be this invested as a fan when it's just like any other company. And this is from the UK. This is true because yeah. I remember I was talking about this um, not too long ago, but um, if you are following my private account, you would have seen me talk about this, but um, there was one person who I met um, on the way to LA for the permission to dance concert and they were an army um and i was talking to them on the flight because um we sat next to each other because it was southwest it was one of those flights where like you could basically just choose wherever you wanted to sit and so like for a couple hours i was talking to them and um at one point they were like talking about how they didn't like hype because they were focusing on like txt and in hyphen and they're focusing like less on the boys and i have to explain to them and it's like look like they obviously don't want to put all their eggs in one basket and just solely focus on bts because you know when the time comes where maybe bts's contract expires and they don't renew it or you know bts is just like on hiatus for example like let's say all of them were to enlist at the same time or something like that, then obviously that's them out of profit for God knows how long. And they need to make sure that their other groups are successful enough where they don't have to rely on BTS for their income, like all the time. And I tried to explain that to her. I don't know if she got it, but you know, me having to explain that, like I thought it was common sense where it's like, you obviously don't want to have an instance where a group is like, almost your sole income supply. So it's like, you want to make sure that like you diversify your groups enough to the point where you have multiple groups that are all profitable. And that also appeals to other people when you're doing business deals. So the fact that some people don't know this or some, the way that some people act like Hype only has, like they should only be loyal to BTS when that would be like detrimental to the company as a whole. Y'all are stupid, I'm sorry, I have to say, because armies have been explaining this to you for months, maybe even like years on end. I feel like and... it, it's been explained literally since TXT was announced to debut. So before right. TXT even debuted. Yeah, it's been at least like three years of armies and explaining I... it. And I always pride myself. I predicted, like, back in, like, 2017 or something, 2018, and I remember talking about it that I was like, you know what? 
I feel like the next group is going to have to debut in 2019 because that gives some time before it's mandatory for BTS to enlist if they have to. And that gives time for them to like grow and build a fandom and be able to bring in some income prior to BTS enlisting. And what happened in 2019? Exactly. Um, right. I, I don't know. It's just very weird. Like, I don't know why people are super invested in Hybe as a company doing company things. Like, obviously, they're going to want to make profit. And obviously, you shouldn't want BTS to be the sole breadwinner. Like, that's that's just bad for BTS because they are constantly going to be working nonstop because right. they don't have the luxury um to, you know, take long vacations because then um, if they were to, like, go on hiatus for a little bit, uh, now Hype's not making money, which, yeah, uh, you know, everything is not about money, but from a business perspective, like, that's, I mean, come on. Like, be realistic. Grow up. Yeah, like, that two to three month vacation that BTS just took um, where they literally did not perform at any award show... Yeah, they would not have been able to do that if Hive didn't diversify enough to the point where they had other sources of income they could rely on. So y'all saying that, oh, they're moving on to other groups. It's like, no, first of all, they're still focusing on BTS, and that's why BTS is still being treated with respect, and they still get amazing, you know, opportunities to do stuff. But at the same time, they need to focus on building up these newer groups because this is a crucial time for them, and if they're not able to garner a big enough fan base to be profitable, then that means that Hype is going to have to fall back onto BTS, and they're going to be overworked. So the fact that people are not seeing that, it's like, like, clean, clean your glasses, go get an eye exam, do something, because you need to see what we're seeing right now. So... Uh, just bottom line, people need to stop trying to act like BTS have to be the main source of income because that is just not only putting too many eggs in one basket, but it's also just like going to be super bad for BTS and like their work schedule. But right. yeah, that's pretty much it for that submission. So the next submission says, my concern, uh, my concern is about how ARMY Twitter has enabled shooters to grow in notoriety. It's not healthy for the fandom, and this is from the USA. I'm pretty sure there's even a talk right now in the timeline about RV shooters because oh, um, there is poor yeah. Anna getting jumped right now. Anna, I know you don't listen to this podcast, but <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, because like the whole because for anyone who doesn't know what hap- what's happening is that like she basically was saying that she does not agree about quote-unquote returning the same energy to aunties when it involves doing stuff like that's genuinely problematic for example if an auntie was being uh racist towards bts like the answer is not to be racist back i feel like there are plenty of ways to clap back in ways that are classier and also in ways that are just not discriminatory towards other people because like i i don't know how that's such a hard concept to understand it's like you like, can clap back but you can do it in a way that isn't just absolutely vile and devoid of morals Right, like, I'm sorry that we said that, like, you can clap back without infringing on other people's rights as human beings. Like, all we're asking is that 
you can clap back, but if it's something like racism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, blah, 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 ableism, or all, and all that kind of stuff, that's not a case where you need to return to sender, okay? You can clap back, but not in a way that reflects any of the nastiness that was just brought into the conversation. Like, and somehow, like, people are jumping for that. I don't get it. I don't get like, it. Like, I don't understand, like, Yes, people are being extremely vile and disgusting toward the tannies and whatnot, but just because other people are making, like, disgusting rape-type jokes doesn't mean you need to give that energy back, because, one, you're bringing those disgusting tweets onto other people's timelines, and Mm -hmm. you don't know um, who may see that and, you know, how that's going to affect them. And two, imagine how they're going to feel seeing you give that same energy back. Like. Right. And like, for example, like if you were to say those types of jokes, imagine if one of your followers was a victim of rape and they saw you returning that same energy back to somebody. So it's like, oh, so like in their head, that's them thinking, oh, so if you didn't like me, that would be the type of joke that you would give to me even though i've gone through this type of thing and i think that that type of stuff is like really gross because it just shows that like you will clearly ditch all sorts of morals for anybody that you don't like and it makes people who follow you who've gone through that kind of discrimination or that type of trauma think well that could happen to me if i was enemies with this person and that makes me uncomfortable so people really need to watch what they're saying and realize the impact that it has Because, like, look at me. I, you know, clap back to people all the time. You don't see me resorting to racism or homophobia or rape jokes or any of this kind of stuff. It's just not cool. Like, it's, it's just very disgusting behavior. So I don't know anyone who would justify that. And if you do, I'm sorry, you're problematic. You deserve to get jumped. Right. Like, I, I don't understand, um why shooter armies have become a standard especially when we talked we talked about this probably over a year ago it was one i of think episode episodes. three yeah it was like episode three um that we were saying you know this behavior is not okay because your goal as a fan of bts should be supporting bts but if you are constantly arguing with other people constantly, you know, returning energy and fan wars and making fun of other groups. And you're doing that more often than you are discussing BTS, talking about their music, talking about BTS, what they're doing. Like, are you really a fan of BTS? Or are you just here, you know, to be, you know, because being in the fandom, like, gives you something to do? Like, I feel like some people feel really powerful when they are able to basically, you know, when they clap back at people and people support that, it makes them feel powerful. They get positive reinforcement from seeing that. And I understand that psychological side of it, but also really reflect on yourself and remember why you are here in the first place. Exactly. Some people definitely hear for fandom drama, not for the artist, and it shows. And so that's why I will not condone these types of shooters at all. Super problematic, super toxic. There's no way, there's no reason why we should support that type of behavior. 
And so that's why this conversation that's going on on the timeline, I, I don't know what's going to go on with that, but it's, it's, it's a lot. So yeah, um, I think that covers that submission. So now we're going to move on to the last um, submission in the internal fandom issues category. And this submission says, Armies bringing in hate slash criticism of other fandoms into our space when it's not necessary. Feeling like egging on other fandoms because we can rather than understanding where we and BTS stand and don't need to sink down to the level. And this is from the USA. So kind of in the same line as the last submission that we just talked about. Um, but also like talking about like, you know, bringing attention to like the wrong things, how sometimes things would have remained like unnoticed if somebody hadn't quote tweeted or something like that. And I definitely think that there are times where things need to be addressed. Although usually when I address things like, you know, aunties and stuff on, you know, my main, it's usually things that have already blown up and things that people are already talking about. I don't go out of my way to look for aunties who are saying stuff on their burner accounts with like two followers and like zero following and 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 people who do do that we've talked about that in um i think it was episode three as well where you know they'll go and look for these types of tweets and then just constantly quote tweet and bring attention to them when they otherwise would have not gotten any attention and also putting that onto other people's timelines it's like I understand that we can never ever be fully positive when we're talking about something on the timeline, but to be constantly bringing that negativity to other people's timelines, I don't feel like that's good. And we've talked about how damaging that can be to somebody's standing experience. Right. Um, and I think that concludes the internal fandom issue category. So external fandom issues. Next category. This one says... Oh, okay. I just want to... <laughs> okay, so the person begins by saying the year 2022, right? And this is also the 22nd submission in the um, in the document. So I just wanted to point that coincidence out. It's very funny. Ooh, matching. <laughs> um, but this person says, 2022 began with a lot of fan wars. And by that, I mean a lot. It's easier making a list of those fandoms who haven't fought with us than the other way around. Is there any way we could start a blockchain for artists? And it's not because of the fact that we hate them, but to prevent any interaction by an army account. And this is from United Arab Emirates. Yeah, in terms of blockchains, those are kind of a toss-up because while it is an efficient way to block a lot of people at the same time, it also blocks not just those people, but like their followers and stuff like that. And it can get like pretty complicated to the point where like you've started accidentally blocking people that you, uh, who either follow you or used to be mutuals with you. And so I tend not to use those blockchains. If you want to, you should feel free, go ahead. Um, uh, I just personally don't use it. And I'll, and I do agree that like, you know, there is, you know, you know, fandoms who, really should not be in our business and you know some armies who shouldn't be in other fandoms business um but i don't know if there's gonna be like a like one size fix all solution to that and um blockchains well they can work for the individual they don't necessarily work like in groups i don't i don't believe that's how they function exactly um it i know it's really it's really complicated um you can probably have better luck muting certain words. Um, yeah. Just like muting, like, let me see. Like, if I go to my muted, 
You have a lot of muted words. I do have a lot of muted words, but, like, sometimes I'll mute things out of pettiness. Like, when I wasn't able to graduate on time, it made me, like, super depressed. So I literally muted the word school and graduation to not get triggered by, like, anyone else's graduation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... I mean, and that's totally up to people, what they want to mute and block. Um, where is it? So, let's see. I have, um, I literally, I have diploma. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I have, like, all of Blackpink muted. I have Icon muted. I have Monopoly muted, Monopolization, Monopolizing muted. Period. I, I have NCT, and Citizens. What what the heck is that fandom called? And Citizens. <laughs> oh, and then also Neos, because Neos is a nickname for NCT, so I have that muted. <laughs> um, and then I also have Stray Kids and Stays muted. Um and then there's just random stuff. Oh, I have ranking and rankings muted because I hated, like, seeing those. Um, oh, yeah, those are annoying. Um, for some reason, the only song I have muted is God's Menu, and I don't know why. Not God's Menu. Um, oh, let me remove this. I have Far From Home muted because um, I was avoiding spoilers. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's actually a good way to avoid spoilers. Yeah! Exactly. So, okay, so I actually want to talk about something. Um... So, I don't think a lot of people understand how, like, trigger warning, content warning tags work. So, like, the whole point of having, like, let's say trigger warning slash, um, trigger warning slash gore or something. That would be if then in the next sentence you are describing, um, something gory that happened, um, but, like, you don't mention the word gore specifically. Um, because if you um, make a tweet and you specifically mention the word rape in the tweet, um, a lot of times you might not... It doesn't make sense to have, like, a trigger warning because that word should already be tagged um, in your muted words list. So if you were to say trigger warning slash rape, and then the following sentence doesn't include that word anywhere, but it's describing something, then that would make sense to have that trigger warning there because the sentence, you know, nothing in that sentence would be caught in your muted words. So the whole point of like having specific words in content warning and trigger warnings is so then that way people who have those topics muted in their Twitter settings won't come across those tweets. Like, that's how that process is supposed to work. Yeah, like, for example, when I am doing my live tweeting of me playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, the first thing I put at the beginning of my threads is content warning slash Pokemon Arceus spoilers. Because, like, I don't say those words in my thread, but every part of my thread is spoilers of the game. So if you don't want to spoil yourself, then you don't have to click on the thread. That's kind of what it's for. It's not for just saying the word Pokemon Legends Arceus spoilers and then that's like the content warning. You just say those words. That's not how it works. But yeah. Um, so for anyone who was curious about that, I hope you got something out of that. But that was actually our last submission. So yeah. yeah. Oh my god, was it? It was. Yeah, I guess it was. You're right. Okay. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this segment of Army Anonymous. And luckily, Daisy's um, whatever cleaning was happening was not as obnoxious as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I know, thank God, because I was afraid that I would have to like mute like my parts of my audio all the way through this episode. But it looks like I don't, only for maybe like the like beginning part. Um, and so, yeah, I should probably actually get out of my room soon because they're probably going to want to clean in here, too. I think they've probably, like, gotten everywhere in the first floor but my room. So after this, I'm going to go and edit my podcast, probably in, like, the basement or something. I don't know. I'll find somewhere. <laughs> I'm probably, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to go eat because um, I haven't eaten today yet. And then I'm going to go to the store because apparently I can get a new phone and I love getting new phones for free like <laughs> free is the best price of course <laughs> we love to see it all right my phone case is actually supposed to come in soon I don't know when it's coming but Where did, what, what, what phone cases do you use where do you get them from um, I got this one off of Etsy because all Etsy, the ones that the I queen. saw on, because all the ones I saw on Amazon were just, like, ugly, so. I really like the Velvet Caviar cases. That's where mine is from. Um. Oh, that one's cute. Yeah, and they have a lot, and, like, these things, like, you drop your phone, like, these things really, they, they work, so. Um, yeah, I've got, like, a Galaxy, um, kind of like constellation pattern phone case that I have because you know you guys know me you know my brand I love space <laughs> stuff so that's why I got it because otherwise I would kind of be stuck with this phone case because like this phone originally um my dad had bought it but then he gave it to me when I needed to switch my phone and it still has like the like dad flip phone case and <laughs> It, it just, it, it's not working out for me. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of not feeling it. So that's why I had to do the switch. And I had All to right. buy one soon. But yeah, yeah. anyway. I, I, I will send you a link to the Velvet Caviar Samsung cases. <laughs> but Oh, bless. But, you know, no one, no, no one wants to hear about our phone cases. So we'll catch <laughs> everyone. If you've been listening this long, once again, thank you so much. And see you in the next part. All right. Bye for now.